We're back. No more waiting for those three dots to appear after a risky late night text. Forget about what you're going to wear to Target in case you run into your ex-boyfriend's new wife. This season is about to be such a vibe that it's also a complete mood. So ladies, plug in your salt lamps, tell your mom you'll call her back later, and then get in formation. And if you're ready to live your truth, they only have three words for you. Let's go, girls. Oh, we're back, we're back, we're back. First of all, is my boyfriend not the freaking cutest? Eek! I love that intro so much. He hates it so much, but it's just so special to me, and I love having him be a part of this. And so, backstory of that he actually recorded that before I even met his face in person, um, and it's just so cute, and I love it so much. And I'm so excited to be back with you guys and really dive in this season. It's gonna be, whew, deep, and we gonna go through the trenches, but. It's going to be so amazing, and I have so many incredible guests. I'm excited to be on the interviewing side of things finally again, and a lot of my guests are very aligned with the way I think, the way I believe, the way I see life, but some are not, and it's really exciting to have a little bit of a challenging opinion and just bring a lot of diversity and awareness to this season and to you as my audience, and oh God, I'm just so excited to be back. And I'm going to be taking this a little more serious. It's kind of been like a fun little side hobby that I like do or don't do. Um, and I'm really pulling the reins and committing to showing up for you guys every fucking week and bringing you the content that you so eagerly need according to my DMs. So here we are, we're back and I'm so excited. If you have left this podcast and this has touched you in some way, I really encourage you to share it with a friend, steal their phone, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Um, and also leave a review, five stars only. No, I'm kidding. Um, we can be streamed on any streaming podcast uh, available to you. So let's do the damn thing because we give zero fucks. And I'm just so ready to share with you everything that has been on my heart and been on my mind and really been making its way to the surface for me this last year through all of these episodes and every single interview that I'm bringing to you this season. Enjoy. All right, guys. So this interview is actually with one of my really good friends. Her name is Kayla. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, um, you've probably heard her before. She's on here quite often. She's a recurring guest and such an incredible healer. I met her a couple years ago, right after my divorce. And we worked together a lot. And she just... Mm, guys, is such a force to be reckoned with. She really helps people to achieve like their self-mastery and just fulfill their purpose through their relationships, whether it's romantic or business. And she does that a lot using modules like human design, gene keys. And she like really helps you like dig through and like get to the deep of your shadow work so that you can just spread all of your light around the world. And it's so incredible. She is amazing. You will love this. We really dive deep on kind of like self-love and like how our relationships just mirror us. And when we have triggers and things that show up in relationships, it's just pushing us back to kind of like ourselves and return to sender, if you will. Um, but this is such a good episode. I really hope you guys enjoy. All right, Kayla, she is back. You've heard her many times before, but I just didn't feel right starting another season and her not being my first guest. So here we are. Welcome, Kayla. <laughs> Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. I'm excited. So this episode, we're going to dive into relationships per usual with her and I. <laughs> it just always seems to be where we end up. But first, I kind of want to just like pull a little bit of out of you. I have some tarot cards I'm going to read. But so I'm doing this new thing on the pod this season, and I would love to know a little bit about you as far as growing up. Did you have like an AIM or an AOL screen name? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I love it. And I why? Like it, is, is everybody's embarrassing? So Mine's, mine yes. Yeah. yeah, they're all embarrassing. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mine was um, Hottie5150. And my dad told me that 5150 means that somebody is like, I don't know, acting crazy or something over the police scanner. And so 
apparently that meant that like my nine-year-old self needed to put that in my AOL screen name. I'm obsessed with that for you. (laughs) (laughs) I I had two. My first one was like in middle school and it was like right after I made the cheerleading squad. So it was like cheer babe 0711 or something. But then in high school, I became an adult and I felt like that was very childish. So I decided to switch it up and it's equally as embarrassing. So my middle name is Renee and it was XX Renee Cowgirl 07 XX. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, how did I not know your middle name until this moment? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Just Renee Cowgirl. Now you'll never forget it. No, I will not. How can you forget that? And you Gen Zers, if you don't know what we're talking about, you really missed out on a whole portion of life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The dial-up tone. Oh, the dial-up tone. And then, like, (laughs) your going away message. Like, your crush, when they would get back on and make that sound, you'd be like, (gasps) your heart would flutter. (laughs) And then if you had a sibling, you'd have to argue with them about who was going to use the internet or the phone because you had to pick one. (laughs) One person could be on the internet at the time, guys. Yep. Wild times. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a time that we lived. And our our daughters will never know. It's so weird because when our parents used to tell us things like that, we were like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, okay. And now here we are. We're those bitches. <laughs> this is super random, but I will never forget one time being on LimeWire, right? Oh, yeah. Downloading illegal music yeah. and telling my mom, hey, mom, have you heard of this band called Journey? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. What do you mean have I heard of them? That's from my generation. And I was like, sure, it was a brand new band. So... I love that. Oh, LimeWire. And Napster. Did you ever use Napster? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I use LimeWire more for some reason. Yeah. All the illegal downloads. <laughs> <laughs> now we can just go on iTunes and Spotify. It's so crazy. Yeah. Or Amazon crazy. Music. Like you can Oh, I just- love Amazon Music. Yeah. Yeah. I had a subscription for that. I pay for it every month. Like, yep. It's literally. I don't like, illegally download anymore. Like, I know. I'm a really good citizen. <laughs> 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 All right. So while we were kind of like prepping for this, I kind of like sat and just got, in, got into my energy, pulled some cards. Um, and this is something I'm going to continue to do through every episode is just pull cards for like me and the guests that are on. Um, and two flew out, which are we shocked? No. Um, <laughs> and the first one was the hanged one. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm using this deck. It's like the modern witch tarot. Um, oh, and she's actually from Columbus, which I love and just found out. So that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That is super cool. All right, so I'm going to read the hanged one. It says, true peace can only come from within. The hanged one has found this inner zen in what seems like an unusual place. She hangs from the tree of life in a comfy sweater and equally comfy sweatpants. May she seem a little odd hanging upside down, although she is perfectly poised and so calm. Finally, it's the calm after the storm. You might have just had some tough battles or obstacles to conquer, but now it's time to relax a bit, meditate, slow down, nurture your body and your soul. You might have to sacrifice something in order to reach the state of Zen, but don't worry. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It may even feel like your self-care routine is a little strange to others, but this process is crucial for you to embrace who you are and free yourself of others' expectations and demands. So good. So good. And so yeah, that's what we're about to talk about. Yeah, it's literally spot on. <laughs> so I love that for us. <laughs> and then the second card I pulled was the King of Wands. Oh, love it. I get this card every goddamn day. <laughs> I'm like, I hear you, but I obviously don't because here we are. Right. You keep still, still pulling this card. <laughs> it says the commanding leader totally confident in their actions and abilities. The king can be an inspiring teacher, boss, or someone you really respect. If the king is you, it might be time to step out and take control in a particular situation. Don't be afraid to take the lead. You can channel your passions into action and energy. You've got the skills to be in charge. 
Love that. Yeah, I I love that. It's so good and so true. But here I am still thinking like, well, I'm not good enough and I don't have enough and I don't know enough, but like we do. It's so funny how like when we see behind the scenes of our own life, we see like the mess and like all the behind the scenes. I already said that. So it's just (laughs) like, we have such a different view than other people have of us. Like even me, I know almost all of your stuff, right? Like all your secrets. And (laughs) I still see you like doing things and I'm like look at this boss ass bitch like that's her song and you know like look at you go speaking engagements like running your salon that you opened in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) and just you know doing everything that you ever told me you wanted to do is like coming into fruition and I think like we need to give ourselves more credit because you're obviously like a really good leader. All all the girls that you hired at the beginning are still at the salon. (laughs) (laughs) So you're doing the things. No, it's so true. I feel like that's the biggest thing is like, we don't give ourselves enough credit um, when it comes to like anything in life, but Mm -hmm. usually like our victories. We are always looking ahead to like, what's next. Okay. Did that. And we just like, don't sit in those present moments and like really celebrate those things that we did. And I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the number one thing that I'm working on right now is just having so much gratitude for everything that I've created up to this point, everything I have, everything I'm experiencing. Um, And, you know, like people always talk about gratitude. If you're in the personal development space, that Mm -hmm. gratitude is a thing that we talk about, but um, you know, as somebody who's like struggled with my mental health and stuff in the past, part of me is just like, I don't even know if I want to be here, (laughs) Um, let alone like, I do, I feel like grateful for the opportunity to wake up this morning and breathe and walk and (laughs) all these little things that we take for granted all the time. Um, So now that things have shifted so much in my life and I literally feel like every moment I'm just like, wow, like I get to do life and it's much different and less heavy than it was before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, now I'm like, wow, gratitude. (laughs) Like, Like it's a brand new thing. (laughs) definitely like shifts and it's I feel like it comes and goes in waves for me because I've had that same experience where I'm like grateful what the fuck like I'm not even like in that headspace to be grateful but Mm -hmm. it's like as soon as you allow yourself to get there you're like oh okay like takes you away from all of those darker moments which obviously is the point (laughs) (laughs) and like what we focus on expands so we got to use our power for seeing the good and getting more of that than continuing to like, I could focus on what's wrong. Yeah. When I walk into my house and like, this is messy, this is cluttered, this is out of place. Or I could focus on like the things that I like Mm -hmm. and enjoy. And then it kind of makes me want to clean up those cluttered things a little bit more or whatever. Um, Absolutely. It's so true. Um, all right. So with these cards, I feel like the call to action from the first card, the hang one is like meditate and just like do your self care routine, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. It's different for all of us. Just like honor whatever your body and like your self is needing, like in those present moments. I've been trying to do that a lot. Like I had days where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like going to the gym today. Cause like my body doesn't feel like that. That is what's going to help me. I need to like sit here and take a nap. Or I need to like clean and do that. You know what I mean? Just like honoring whatever comes up for me has been something that I've been trying to do more often. And I think like really helped. I love that. And I think like on the opposite side of that, it's definitely a balance because, um, yeah, I want to lay in bed longer, (laughs) but I also want to get up and do my morning routine so that I feel good throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And I know the end result is going to be worth it. So I have to like honor that commitment to myself. So, um, that's something that I'm really, really working on right now. So, to me, it's like, I have to find the balance because I am a Taurus. I could justify like 
taking like indulgence and like being in my like self-care mode a lot but like discipline is also self-care it's so true that's Mm -hmm. so true I love that all right so let's dive into the thick of it I just heard that TikTok song into the (laughs) (laughs) I love how we just like speak in TikToks now it's fine (laughs) welcome to life I'm glad I finally got on there. It took me a while, but now I, now I understand the jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like now the jokes land, and I feel included. No more FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Kayla and I know everything about each other there is to know, pretty much when it comes to relationships. Yes. <laughs> so this is really for you guys, not for us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that one thing I really appreciate about our relationship and our friendship, Kayla, is the unconditional confidence like confidant that I have in you and how we just can like literally text each other SOS and like may not respond immediately, but like when we have time to show up for each other, we do. Yeah. Like within 24 hours, we usually talk it out. And it's so nice to have someone. And if you guys listening don't have a person like this, find one (laughs) because it's so important to have someone who you can just honestly like have there for you whenever you need. But I love how we also don't like sugarcoat shit for each other. And we're not like, yeah, da, 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 da. We're like, no, but like, I feel like this is coming up because like, this is your trigger or like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like we're so honest with each other. And I feel like that's one value in a friendship that a lot of women and men, but don't get to experience. Um, but it's led to so many beautiful like conversations, um, shifts and perspectives and things like that I feel like in our personal lives because of just like the conversations and like things that we share with each other so that's kind of what I'm hoping to bring to the audience today is just like some big ahas and really good like perspective shifts on like some of our beliefs so they they might take us aha moments um so we've both been through some shit when it comes to relationships and we won't go into the minor details of all of that um but we're both divorced uh, we both have little girls and been in the past year, year or two, navigating dating again after those lives and versions of ourselves essentially ended. And we got to kind of do it together, which was really cool. I like hired Kayla as a coach and it started out like businessy, like I don't know what I want to do. And then it was like, all we talked about was boys. <laughs> so <laughs> she ended up as like my relationship coach, <laughs> which is perfectly on point because that's like her mission and her like life's purpose. So I got to experience Kayla in her growth of building this entire like next phase of her life. And she really helped me with so much. <laughs> Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> over there. <laughs> but you have honestly, and she got to experience me, you know, meeting Ian and like birthing this new relationship that's like healthy and rewarding and hard at times, but it's so worth it. And I'm so excited to kind of like dive into this with you guys because it's just been so amazing for me. And I just know she has so much to offer you guys. So Kayla, give them, we've talked about this before, but I just kind of want to dive in because we have lots of new listeners this season. Um, Your experience, Molly, like the summer we started working together versus Molly now. Um, like the first thing that was even coming to mind when you started talking about like our work together is like, um, I I would say the way you like viewed men, like, um, there was like a lot of like, should we say daddy issues or like around that? Um, (laughs) and I feel like that that was one of the biggest conversations that I remember having with you that um, was almost like uncomfortable for me to say. Um, But uh, I I remember when we talked about it, you just like, it was like this light bulb moment about like calling men fuck boys and like not um, just not being so judgmental of men and realizing that they do want to please us, protect us, provide for us and changing just like the whole story around that. Um, And like, I think that you've also just like 
business wise or like social media wise, like really stepped into your brand because I remember you being like, I don't know if the things I want to do go together or if I have a brand and I'm like, girl, like this thing on your story, that thing, like, and it's just, it's so much easier for somebody else to see. But, um, I feel like after we talked about that, you started like owning all those things and you were just like, okay, this is my brand. I do the Molly walk, um, you know, like all these different little things that have created, um, just a different, vibe than we usually see online like you're so authentic and um you know you just share your life in a way that's like fun to watch um and so yeah I would say like the number one thing is your confidence like even before you started going to the gym you seemed just so confident in your body and like who you are and now um it seems like you're going to the gym more of like an active self-love and like to change your body so that you can love quote love yourself you know um and so yeah it seems like you're just doing everything from a place where it's for you and like the most loving choice for you um instead of for like men to like you or other people to like you absolutely I think you like nailed it because growing up daddy issues were prevalent very young. (laughs) And I spent most of my life looking for that approval, like in other men and thinking that my worthiness lied in their approval. And I accepted like attention as affection. And yeah, I remember the whole like fuck boy content and conversations that we had. And it's so true. And like what you said earlier, where, you know, what we focus on expands. So yeah, in the thick of it, I was focusing on fuck boys who only called me after 9 p.m. and men who were emotionally unavailable for me. And that all expanded and bled over into my life. So looking in the mirror, I was emotionally unavailable for them also because it's just a mirror. You know what I mean? So I think just like you said, rewriting that story and I think taking a big responsibility for a lot of things. Um, and realizing like, I'm not even emotionally available. I have shit to work on. Like I need to figure out some things from my past personally before, like I really start a future with someone else. So I just kind of like sat with myself a lot (laughs) and, um, yeah, you helped me through so much of that. So I'm so grateful for you. (laughs) I'm happy to hear that. It's like literally my pleasure. And, um, I would say that you taking the time after your divorce to like pay off your debt. I I swear that's like one of the biggest things I remember from like your stories and hearing you talk about it. Um, And just like heal yourself before you really got into this new relationship. Um, I would say just as your friend and you being my client, like that was one of the biggest things that I took away from like witnessing your experience is how you prepared to have the relationship that you want and desire. And like so many people are just like expecting it to come along and fix them or save them. And I feel like, you know, exactly what you said is really like, our intention with this is that um, you had to take responsibility and you had to witness how you were a match energetically to what you are attracting because like attracts, like we all know we've seen magnets, right? Like, I mean, I guess that's opposites attract, but like there's still a resonance, a like frequency. So somebody may be showing up as emotionally unavailable and we're like, but I'm so loving and like emotionally available to them. Why aren't they doing that to me? When in reality, they're are you emotionally available for yourself? Like why are you emotionally available for them, but not for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like it may not be a direct match. Like you guys are both emotionally unavailable for each other, but um, there is something there that's attracting that situation into your life. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love how you're able to just recognize what that was yeah. and make the shift. And now, like we're going on like a year and a half since Ian's been around, yeah. and like 
even though there has been lessons to learn along the way to help you go deeper into what you learned during that like period of time, um, I feel like you had to have that foundation and just like build on that. Yeah. It's funny. Like I, as you were saying the whole debt thing, this is what registered for me. So like, I remember doing that. So money was something that my ex and I argued about a lot. Mm-hmm. He was like the breadwinner um, because I was in the beauty industry, like literally all of our marriage. Um, but I didn't take it slash myself as serious as I do now. I didn't think I had the ability or power that I know that I have now. So it was like a side hustle for me. And like my money was like our play money. And, you know, I came into it with school debt and, you know, other loans and credit cards and all the things. So that was just something that was always a burden to him and to our marriage. And I remember so like blatantly, like when we like kind of parted ways, you know, I still had some debt and I was like, I don't want to enter into another relationship with this because one, I want to be free of it. And I want to let go of like that energy that I've been carrying all of my life. But also I don't want to burden another man with like my debt and my issues. And it's so funny because I'm sitting here in this man's apartment who has now started residency this week. And I mean, doctors have a lot of debt. So like, no wonder I couldn't come with any. (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of different energetically in my opinion to come in with like our finances are wreck and yeah. <laughs> right like not being able to pay certain bills every month yeah. or knowing what they are like that's kind of where I'm at is I'm really focusing on and getting clear on like what money is going out what's coming in like getting disciplined about structure in those areas and like I said you are like a lot of inspiration for this and just being willing to like look at it and take responsibility for it um is huge and i i feel it literally in my body this like contraction or discomfort when i am dating and people ask about like my business or certain things and um you know i'm still building my business it's new it takes it's not new, but like, it takes a little while to like really get established, but also to believe in yourself and all the things, right. You, you have a business. Um, and so I feel like there's this discomfort of like, mm, it's not even that I don't want them to know. It's just like, I don't feel like I'm bringing th- everything to the table that I want to bring to the table. I want to feel solid in those things and not like mm, I'm gonna have to tell you this and it's a it's a problem in my eyes and it could be in your eyes right and I would rather feel super confident in that area and like what like why am I even on this date and not working on my business if it's such an (laughs) issue right like um so yeah I think that just you getting into it with that like clean energetic slate and not being like, so I have to tell you about all of my issues. Um, it's just huge, you know? Well, and I think it's like capacity is capacity, right? And like how we do one thing is how we do everything. And it's so, I think Paige even was the one that I first heard it from, but it's like men and money are like the same. And it's like how we treat our relationship because it is a relationship. It's just energy with money is very congruent to like how our relationships are with men and women. So I think that that was like a big shifting point for me. And I feel like you're going through that now to where it's going to like all kind of like fall into place, like, and have those puzzles align really quickly. Cause it was a big shift after I started to do that. Yeah. It's funny because like you got divorced a year before me and like, um, it's just so funny how like I'm going through things like a little bit after you, like (laughs) timeline wise. Um, (laughs) so yeah, it's just, it's something that I think not enough people, I don't even think it's just women, but people in general, um, I don't think enough people prepare for a relationship Mm -hmm. and um, I've been doing a new thing where I'm like connecting with the energy of money 
Mm-hmm. And um, I also, I think it was like the energy of like love or um, like a, a romantic partnership, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually what came through for me to have the relationship that I desire and deserve, right? Um, I need to put in the work to prepare for it Mm -hmm. is what like came through for me. And um, what that means is like not getting into a relationship to feel something that I don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the money thing. Um, And yeah, just like doing all my like healing work that I possibly can because we we also do like a new layer of healing and like right relationship. Um, there's some things that you cannot heal as like a single person mm-hmm. um, because you don't know it's there until that like wound gets rubbed again. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was telling you, I think I saw it on TikTok and I probably sent it to you. But um, this girl had said, she was kind of just like speaking like a channeled message, you know, from the universe or whatever. And she was like speaking to her partner. So she was like, you know, you met me so that I can teach you what like true love is. And then I met you so you can teach me what self-love is. And I feel like that's like what I'm experiencing with like Ian. It's like, I'm teaching him like what love even is. And then I feel like he is teaching me to like return to self (laughs) very often. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, like you said, you get into like the right and healthy relationships and you're going to learn lessons you can't learn alone, obviously. But until that point, like doing the work to learn everything you can and love yourself as a whole, because like you said, like attracts like if we aren't whole or feeling as whole as we can, we're going to attract someone who is not whole. (laughs) So we're going to just keep attracting these partners that we aren't meant for or destined for because we aren't a whole walking person looking for, you know what I mean? That like that we're trying to attract. Yes. And, um, something came up to mind while you're saying that, um, from a meme, um, (laughs) and (laughs) it was like, you are, magnetic you attract everyone but you pick the people who are unhealed or um emotionally unavailable and I think like we do that because that's what feels like home that's what's resonant to us um like we are attractive like women who run businesses who you know we're doing the thing we like work on ourselves right um so of course we're gonna attract all types of people but we're gonna push away the things that are not resonant to us even if that's a healthier relationship because it doesn't feel safe to us until we do that for our normal or in our comfort zone because it's nothing we've experienced before right Mm -hmm. yeah I think you what you've like experienced that a lot with Ian where like you know you guys aren't like in a codependent relationship you don't need to be around each other all the time and thankfully because you guys are long distance yeah (laughs) Um, but like you've had to learn how to have a long distance relationship and how to feel safe in that and trust that. And, um, I think that it was like really, really new and different for you. So that's like required a whole new level of growth. It's like, if I want to be with this person, like this is what it looks like. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it was hard and scary. And I mean, there's still moments that don't feel great, but it's like, I, choose it and him. So like you said, it's like definitely bringing out a whole new version of me. Um, but it's like, I was saying, it's like making me return to self more and just like not looking for outside validations or so my love language is like words of affirmation. And it's like, I don't need someone to constantly be telling me like, I'm amazing and I'm pretty and I'm like, bomb. I know. But like, subconsciously I don't so no you know what I mean (laughs) and it's like I'm just really trying to like work through my own shit still in this healthy relationship to where I don't need like constant approval from him even you know what I mean right right and I think it's um it feels different for us when we already know and we're always validating ourselves 
because one, like if you're seeking validation from them all the time, um, that even like uh, unconsciously is giving off that like needy, clingy energy, which definitely repels masculine men or even like more masculine women probably. Right. Um, I mean, clinginess kind of repels everybody if you're healthy. Right. Um, and so I think you coming from a place of being totally secure or like mostly secure, who's totally secure. Um, I think that it just hits different. Like you appreciate hearing it and you don't need it all the time to be validated. Yeah. Um, yes, we want to be loved in the way our like top love languages are. Um, but it doesn't, it's not like if I don't hear that he loves me every time he hangs up the phone, I'm going to think that something's wrong. (laughs) Right. Um, and I know like I've kind of felt that way in relationships before. So now it's like, I don't take it personally and I just like appreciate what I do get because I'm so full already. Um, and like expect nothing, appreciate everything. Yes. That's mm-hmm. another page quote. Yep. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that it's so much different to have words of affirmation as a love language versus like needing it for validation. Yeah. Um, again, back to TikTok because TikTok is bae, but like, um, I saw someone who was like doing this whole like series on love languages and they were like, you know, if your love languages, you know, we've been saying words of affirmation, it's like, you know, someone probably didn't tell you they loved you as a child or, and it's like, you can trace back like what trauma has triggered this to being like your top love language. And it's like, I saw that TikTok and I was like, oh yeah, wow. Okay. So I'm just going to drop within and figure this shit out. Cause it's definitely a me issue. It's not like a, my partner issue. It's like a me thing. And it's like really trying to just like love myself through my own love languages has kind of been like my current, current phase. Yeah. I think that that's really huge. And like, we have to give ourselves what we want from somebody else or we will feel dependent on them for it. Yeah, for sure. So I think that that's the number one thing that you could do is show yourself self-love, but why would you not do it through your like top love language? Yeah. <laughs> it just yep. doesn't make sense for those to only be like romantic love languages right. or whatever. Even our kids have love languages. Yeah. Um, so I even yeah. do my girlfriends. Like I know a few of my really close girlfriends love languages and I'll always try to like hit those for them when I'm like in their, you know, energy and like having like time with them. Cause it's like you said, it's not just romantic. Right. I still have a letter on my fridge that is like from you and you (laughs) wrote me all these things. And then you're like, how's that for all the words of affirmation? (laughs) (laughs) It was from last year because we said something about coronation. But yeah, I think that it's just like really important to love other people like that. And like, it's so it's got such a different energy when you're already full inside versus when you're just pouring into everyone else all the time without being full inside. It's like you always, it's like reciprocal, which it, of course, everything's an energy exchange, but like you can give to people without needing anything back. And that's the true definition of unconditional love. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know you've been through a lot this past spring, summer stance in your love life, (laughs) life in general. Um, you don't have to give us deets, but like, can you share just like some experiences where you have like realized like you weren't whole in those moments. So like you were attracting partners that weren't, or you realized like things you needed to work on because they kept showing up for you in partners or relationships. Hell yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) um, I would say the number, number one thing is kind of what we've been talking about, but like always making the most loving choice for myself and never denying my intuition 
because I want love from one specific person. Absolutely. Um, there is a lot of times just in my life, this, this pattern is not new, um, where I have known that somebody is, you know, maybe being unfaithful to me, um, or just like not being honest. And it's like my heart knows my body knows, and I cannot let it go. I spend a lot of energy and time when I'm not with this person looking for proof, thinking about it, going around in circles, just spiraling out energetically when I could just simply let this person leave my life and spend that energy on myself um, or even just like pull my energy back in and I don't have to completely cut them off, but like pour into me instead of spiraling out emotionally thinking about them. Mm -hmm. And why, like, why do I not trust myself? If I don't trust myself, I can never fully trust anyone else anyways. Um, I have to trust myself to pick good people. Yeah. That's like the first step of trusting other people. Um, So I really just feel that um, trusting ourselves and our intuition is probably the number one struggle for women. Um, And I have my beliefs about like why we don't do that. Like I, I don't believe it's an accident. Um, I, I read this book. I think it's called uh, witches, nurses, and midwives. Mm -hmm. Um, it's those three things, but the title might be jumbled up. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was actually a pamphlet from the feminist movement in the seventies. And it talks all about how like which the witch hunts in Europe, which killed like millions of women and, um, using our magic and our intuition and trusting ourselves has been taken from us over time, over generations, over centuries. Um, so I don't believe that it's an accident that women don't trust ourselves or each other, because guess what? Then we could band together and smash the patriarchy. Um, so I feel like that's why there's a lot of like cattiness and competition with women, um, and all these things. So learning to trust myself again is top priority. Um, and you know, if something's a little bit off, I don't need proof. The proof is that I feel like something's a little bit off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my biggest issue is that I want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I want their love because I didn't feel like I got that in other places. So I finally found it. I want to hang on to it. Right. And I would just blindly trust them over myself and I would look for proof. And I have done this in too many relationships and it's led to me getting my heart literally like crushed, like so hurt and like devastated that somebody would do this to me when I love them so much. But I was doing it to myself. Like I wasn't loving myself at all. And I was expecting somebody else to love me. And I was upset that they were taking care of them and not me when I should just be taking care of me and I wouldn't be so upset. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I don't need proof anymore. Um, because that's just been an issue. Like I don't need to stay around until I have hard proof. That's just like, um, manifesting that I'm going to get hurt when I find this hard proof. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, just like, honestly, like trusting my intuition and yeah, like healing. So I'm not so paranoid or whatever. I have a Scorpio moon. So if you know anything about Scorpios, paranoia is like an issue. Um, but I think that now, um, I'm realizing that, I'm a little bit more naive and too trusting than I am paranoid or, um, you know, careful with my, who I trust. So I'm just trying to find the balance between those two. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's so good. I've seen such like a shift in you and like, 
you're doing it. I swear you're doing the damn thing. And I'm so proud of you and you're really coming so far. And it's just like really cool to watch like this whole like new version of you like emerge. Cause it is. So girl, you, you did my hair. And something <laughs> happened. Something changed. <laughs> Where like I look back on my Instagram and it I think it was starting a little bit right before I left because you can see the difference in my face and yeah. my energy. Literally, like I put those pictures up that I had done for my branding yeah. while I was in Ohio, and then I put the pictures from my hair, and it's like night and day. It says like time to shine, and I did it because this this is the marking point of when things are different and you can see it in my pictures. I was just different after that trip. You were, I even see things that you'll post on your story and I can just see it. I'm like, she's radiant. And it's like, just like that Phoenix coming from the ash moment. It's so cool to watch. Thank you. I did. I'm going to tell everybody about my funeral. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. It sounds weird. It's like so morbid. Um, <laughs> um, in April, I well, last summer, somebody that I knew had done this ritual for herself, and it was like a funeral where it was like she laid the old past version of herself to rest, and she stepped into the new version of herself. And I um, had known about that obviously. And it seemed like something I wanted to do, but just, it never felt right until this year. So in April I did, um, a ritual where I had a funeral playlist, which made me cry. Um, I lit a fire and I wrote like a really, in my opinion, beautiful, um, write up about like my past self. And I, I made sure to say it in the way of like, like you would say at somebody's funeral, you're not going to say like, um, she is a people pleaser and never chose herself. Like I said, like <laughs> she always loved everybody else even more than she loved herself. Yeah. And I said it in the way of like, um, honoring yeah. her instead of like, um, berating her or like saying it like it was super negative. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was like a couple pages long. I read it out loud and then I burned it in the fire. I had flowers all around and I lit a candle and then I journaled about what I was stepping into. Mm -hmm. Um, I swear on everything that since that moment was like, the most powerful shift. I've just operated differently in many, many, many situations where, um, you know, I put up with some guy for two years that was not being honest with me. And then I hung out with him two times as the new me. And all of a sudden I'm like, something's not right here. And I sat down and figured it out. And guess what? Background checks are my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I was just like, I'm not putting up with this. Like new me doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a lot of power in recognizing um, a before and after or just, you know, I used to do these things and I know why I did it. I was in trauma um, and I don't have to keep doing it. I can make a new choice. And I thank the old me for getting me to hear. I honor her and I'm ready to be done with her at the same time. No, I love that. That's like one of my favorite things to do. And I love how you like turned that into such like a beautiful moment for yourself. I'm curious. I know you did this, but I'm not sure if it coincides with that. Was that when you wrote down like anything that's not for me can like leave my life and like, you know what I'm saying? Or was it after that? No, that was, I did that in February. Um, I think you're talking about before I went to sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in February, oh my God, that was intense. I like have not done it since. I should... I've thought about doing it. I'm like, no, no. You're scared. You're like, I can't. I'm too powerful for that. Um, Can't be just draw. Like I would set the intention, like tonight when I go to sleep, I'm closing all timelines that no longer serve me. And I would have crazy ass dreams 
And then <laughs> like the next day, something would happen yes. with a person from the dream and things were moving yeah. real quick. Like I had a dream about my dad and the next day he called me and he wasn't feeling well. And with uh, five days after I had the dream about my dad, where I was trying to get him into the hospital in the dream, he went to the hospital for 14 days. Like insane. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too powerful for this. <laughs> yeah. I got to be more careful with how I'm setting intentions. Yeah. And I did that every day for about a week. Yeah. And so I think if I'm going to do that again, I should just do it like one time yeah. and then wait a little while instead of, I was just closing too much too fast. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really important though, to like, know, like past versions of ourselves, past relationships that are still energetically like in our space. I think it's really important to close off those connections. Um, you know, always live, like send love, leave love, but like, honestly, like call back your energy and like call back your power and allow it to like come back to you and like no longer be in their presence. And I think that that's so important. I want to share something that might seem a little bit random, but it, um, when I was saying I'm really powerful, it reminded me of this situation that I had recently. Um, I think that there's a lot of power in choosing our experiences that we want to have consciously. And when I say that, it might seem like, oh, I am choosing, but just wait and watch because there's so many places where we're letting life happen to us and just taking whatever comes instead of pausing for a moment, reflecting and being like, what do I want to experience? from this situation right now and holding that belief that if you decide you're going to experience it, you will. And just choosing that. Um, A couple weeks ago, I was um, at Target. My daughter and I were going to go to a drive-in movie and I saw a cute guy by my car and um, from far away, I was like, okay, he's right by my car. (laughs) Um, And I'm not really in the place where I want a relationship. So, um, you know, usually it passed me would be like, oh, I'm single. Like I want to I want him to get my number and this could be the one. How cool. We have a cute meeting story, right? Just fucking, why am I going all into the future of somebody I've never spoken to, right? Okay, we're just going to leave that there. Um, So what I did was checked in with myself and I'm like, okay, so what do I want to experience from this situation? And what I decided was that I wanted to flirt. (laughs) And I wanted, um, just connection. Like I wanted to connect with someone cute. Um, and girl, I walked over there and he started talking to me and, um, he got my number. And at first, like he was just kind of chatting with me and I was kind of like, okay, like have a good day. And then I started backing out and he was like, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) And uh, he asked me for my number and he ended up being entirely too young for me. So I let him know that all I could offer him was friendship. Um, I gave him my number, but like I, we talked and I realized how young he was. Um, But I felt like in that moment, I felt like the most powerful fucking witch in the entire world. Like I, from, you know, 300 feet away, saw this person and was like, this is what I want to have. And I had it in two minutes. (laughs) And so I've done that more and more over the last few months is just checking with myself. What do I want to experience right now? And it moves so fast into my life that it blows me away every time. I love that so much. And you were saying like, we can choose our experiences and it reminds me of something. It's like also too, like things and patterns that like keep repeating in our life. Like if we're not changing it, we're choosing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
and um, just, you know, the modality that I love and use all the time is Gene Keys. Um, it's related to human design. I don't know how much your listeners know about it. I could come on and talk about it sometime. <laughs> <We could have. laughs> that would need its whole own episode. Yeah, but, um, they talk about how if you leave a pattern prematurely when you have not learned the lesson, you will continue to attract similar relationships until you follow it all the way through to the end. Um, and that. it's not like a punishment or anything for leaving. It's just right. like you have to clear that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for, for example, for me, it was no longer safe for me to stay in my relationship, um, just like emotionally and mentally, energetically, financially, um, it wasn't like physically abusive, but there were a lot of other ways where it was. And I had a two-year-old daughter and I didn't want her to ever remember me being treated that way. So I just felt like it was no longer safe to stay in that relationship. And I was so glad that I attracted other people who had those same qualities instead of feeling like I needed to stay in that relationship so that I could finish the pattern. Because guess what? Like he wasn't going to learn the lesson. He's still repeating his patterns too. Um, So I think that for me, it's actually a really beautiful thing that we get to attract those in to like finally clear the pattern. Um, Yeah, I think that like we just don't know any better until we realize, okay, like I'm the common denominator in all of my relationships. So what is going on within me that is attracting this? For sure. I think that that's so huge because now like as you're saying that I'm looking back like after I left my ex-husband and like I'm going to call them situationships because they weren't even relationships that I found myself in. (laughs) Um, But like the situationships that I was like attracting, they were all emotionally treating me like my ex-husband was. And I was like, huh. But it was like, yeah, like I had to like check in myself and like see what it was that I, I wasn't learning from those situations. And obviously like lesson learned because here we are, but (laughs) I think that that's so important to like, know, Yeah. And I, I think, um, until we have this like perspective shift and somebody says it kind of like you and I are right now, um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be thankful to hear this because it's really easy to get into the space of like, quote, all men, right? Like, um, all men cheat on me. Yeah. All men treat me this way. Um, and I know that I felt that way when I got married, I felt like all men were like this and I just needed to pick the one asshole who I could live with and put up with and just have his babies and deal. Like I did not feel like I had a choice to not be with a man like that because I'm a straight woman. (laughs) Like, So yeah like not making a story about men based on our experience of them has been huge for me. Yeah. Same. I think it's what's like changed and like shifted so much for sure. Okay. So kind of like wrapping this all up into a pretty bow. Um, what do you want the audience to kind of like take away from this today? The biggest thing is just like the perspective that what we're experiencing in relationships is always teaching us something about ourselves and um, other people's behavior is generally about them, not about us. And at the same time, it's a co-creation. So we are experiencing it in our space for a reason. So it's still teaching us something. Mm-hmm. Um not to personalize people's behavior, right? But also to know that there's a reason it's happening in my life. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's like a call to action that we can come up with to give them to kind of like start doing some of this inner work? Like what's like something pretty basic and easy you think that they could start with? 
Um, I would say if they're in a relationship, like to do this about a, a specific, like a specific person or partner. And if they're not in a relationship, they could just do it more like in general, but, um, like what are you, what do you feel like is missing or you're not getting from your partner and how can you give that to yourself? Yeah. Like, like for you, words of affirmation used to be a thing, right? And so now we talk about it personally sometimes. And I'm just like, well, are you like validating yourself? And like, how are you talking to yourself? And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that if Molly wasn't getting her needs met, she would just stay in the relationship, but only validate herself, right? We're not going to say that. Um, But once you start giving yourself those things, the energetic of the relationship shifts and usually you start receiving it from the person you want to receive it from. That's exactly what's happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like that vibration. It just matches what you are. So, and I'm also dating a reflector, but human design. So yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's the biggest thing is just like, what do you feel like you're missing in life and how can you give it to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so huge. Oh, so good. Thank you for doing this. Oh, it's my back. Don't worry. We always have shit we can talk about. Um, If you want to work with Kayla or find her, all of her stuff is linked in the show notes, Um, but you can definitely check out her Instagram um, and her website. Her Instagram handle is um, at Kayla Louise, and then her website, uh, you can definitely, like I said, find all of this in the show notes, so no need to like get your pin and start jotting down, Um, but her website is very simple, obviously. It's just www.kaylalouise.com. She's so incredible. If you have anything you know you need to work through some shifts you need to make she's an incredible coach and she offers many different like packages and sources and services um she's even got some really cool resources on her website so definitely check her out all right babes and then lastly um as like a little add-on end of the epi, uh, I'm going to start doing a new segment where I kind of just like update you what's going on this week. I feel like y'all are so fucking nosy and you know, Instagram and stories just don't really do it for you apparently. So, um, let's see. I am really starting to get a handle on my new life. Um, if you've been following me at any extent, probably like the last year, uh, you will have noticed I now have a boyfriend. Uh, we've been together for like a year and a half now. And he recently just became a doctor and matched into residency um, in Detroit, Michigan. I am in Columbus, Ohio. That is not the same place. And I'm kind of just like navigating life living in two cities. So I've only been up to Detroit two, three times maybe now. But whenever I don't have my daughter, my plan and mission is to just be up there, kind of like creating my own little like getaway, but just really helping him and being there, a good support system, and just taking care of things on the home front that he can't because he's so busy in the hospital um, as like a first-year intern into general surgery. So that's kind of life right now. Um, I'm on the road a lot, back and forth between two apartments, um, really navigating motherhood. My daughter's getting ready to start first grade, and this week she went to summer camp. And it's just been quite an adjustment. Uh, I feel like a lot of you who had like pandemic puppies <laughs> will kind of understand. Um, and those parents who went through very similar situations where they decided to keep their kids home during the pandemic and not send them and not do the online schooling and just kind of homeschool. That's what we did last year. And with my daughter going back and forth between two homes herself <laughs> um, as a divorcee and a co-parent with her ex or her, you know, dad, my ex, we really um, are on the struggle right now <laughs> in parenting because it's really hard to raise a human for one. Um, and next week episode, we kind of touch base on motherhood a little bit and it's a really beautiful moment. I even recorded a conversation with my daughter. You guys will get to hear that, but it's just, 
it's fucking hard out here. And kudos to any of you moms who are like killing it. (laughs) Um, I really commend you and I hear you. I see you. I am you. Um, but yeah, it's just been an adjustment, some separation anxiety and really just having hard conversations with a six year old as if she was not six. So, um, really trying to just balance my life with being a mom being a girlfriend, um, and a fucking salon owner. (laughs) Uh, I hired some new girls in the salon this year. Um, we're going to have some few echo episodes, which are going to be really fun. And I'm going to do some round tables with different groups of my stylists, just so you guys can meet them, but also kind of just have like lots of different perspectives and opinions on life situations, especially in like the beauty industry, which I know a lot of you are. So yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. I'm actually leaving tomorrow for Detroit for the weekend. Um, and I'll be back next week with another episode. I'm so stoked. You, you guys got to DM me if you, you know, love this episode, listen to it, share it in your stories, tag me. I want to see all the things. I want to be a part of it. And I'm just like really glad to be back. And this feels so good. Um, thank you so much. Okay. I know I said that was the last thing, but I lied. (laughs) This is actually the last thing. Uh, another new segment I'm going to bring to you guys every week is journal prompt of the week. So many of you love journaling. So many of you are into manifesting or getting into it and just really tapping into like a new mindset and really focusing on your future and your vision. Um, and a lot of that can be kind of figured out through journaling. Uh, it's not always easy to start journaling. So I would love this segment to kind of help you get started, dive deeper, things like that. So I'm really excited to kind of tell you guys how I journal, and then I'm going to leave you every week with a journal prompt that you can do for that week. Um, I find two ways very uh, successful for me personally when I journal. One is just like a stream of conscious writing. I will just sit down and I'll just start writing anything. I usually start with how my day went, and it's very surface level, very like, dear diary. Um, And then as I keep writing, I'm like, kind of writing out through all of my bullshit and I'm like calling myself out. I'm like, bitch, no, go, go deeper, go deeper. And you just keep writing and writing and writing and none of it has to make sense because no one's going to see it. It's your journal. Um, but it just kind of lets you scratch the surface because we live on such a surface level with social media and, you know, in customer service and things like that. So it's really important to just tap in and tune in with yourself and get to the bottom of your own bullshit. Uh, another way that I really like to journal when I don't have like a prompt prompt um, is I will just bullet things and I'll write out like different things if I'm thinking about them, kind of like a brain dump, just like getting everything that's on my mind out of it and onto paper so that it's not carrying weight around in my body anymore. And I think that that's also really important. Capacity is capacity and energy is energy. So if we get all of the things that we're thinking out of our brain and we stop thinking them and put them on paper, it will create more space for us to have new ideas, um, come up with new projects or have like new inspiration and, you know, energy and motivation flowing. So those are my two favorite ways to just like randomly sit and journal And then, of course, a good prompt never hurt anybody. So kind of in theme with like this week's episode was just like very much relationship, returning to self. Um, I want you to kind of journal out um, like what Kayla was saying. So like relationship wise, like what is missing in your relationship if you are like seeing someone or if you're single, you know, like what in your past relationships is missing? Like, what was it that you needed from a partner that you weren't receiving? Or what is it you need from your current partner that you are not receiving? And then I want you to journal how you can do, be, or create that for yourself. Because it all starts with us. So that is your journal prompt of the week. I mean it this time. Goodbye.